seven games left in the 2020 NFL season. We're going to get it all in. We were skeptical out of the gate, but seven games is enough for me to wipe out my bankroll. We take that shot again this week. It is... Uh, week 19, I guess, of the NFL. We're going to slang a bunch of frosty takes. It's Dumpster Fire Sports. Thank you for listening. I'm BG. He is JKNKC and no Shark Daddy this week again. So we're going to bust it out without him. Um, hopefully he makes that triumphant return soon. JKNKC. First, can we talk about NBA season so far? Yeah, man. I mean, love has NBA DFS. NBA Let's season, go. Listen, has NBA season been considerably more of a mess than the NFL season? Oh, 100%. I mean, we got COVID case after COVID case going on in the NBA. Well, I, I guess not. I haven't heard any confirmed COVID cases, but with their tracing and whatnot, they're holding people out left and right for 10 days. So. A lot of uh, a lot of bad players playing a lot of minutes, which equals a lot of chalky plays. So, do you think the NBA is going to make it through this season? Yeah, I think they will. I mean, I, I don't think that there's going to be anything that stops them if they if they went through last season, they'll figure out how to do a bubble or something to get through a season. Yeah, but they went through the bubble in a much shorter season. And I'm, they're not doing the bubble this time around. I don't know. It seems dicey to me so far. I think but there's too much money on the line. They're not going to let it not happen. Also, it seems like there's so many more games, and they're so much easier to reschedule and postpone. Yeah. That that gives them a better shot at making it through. Um, so, obviously, you and I are talking – NBA all the time. How's uh, DraftKings NBA treating you? Because it's been kind of brutal these last few days because of all the changes. Yeah, I mean, with all these chalky plays that are just super cheap and they're all going off because they're getting a ton of minutes, uh, the last few days have been rough. Uh, I mean, we got 3,000 guys going for 10x, 12x uh, consistently the last few days. So the cash lines are getting higher and higher with these iffy slates and man it's it's been rough the last couple of days I, okay. I hit decently big but bef- now before and after that it's been brutal i uh haven't played a lot of nba but over 300 last season was typically in the cash range right yeah normally so like in an nba or an nfl we're shooting for that 150 spot to to cash on a pretty normal basis especially in cash games normally in NBA in a cash game like the last few years about 275 was the right number if you wanted to hit in a GPP it was 300 plus but man uh, like I said with all these with all these people going down and we're getting all these 3k plays and people that are 3500 and they're going to be playing 35 minutes uh, these cash lines the last few days have been 320 330 I think I had 330 last night and didn't cash in a GPP Super frustrating. So I'm looking forward to months and months of that because when's the NBA finals? Not until uh, November. <laughs> They're normally in June, I think. They're June or July. Oh, but uh, all I don't right. Know. We'll, we'll see. 
It's going horrible. By the way, if we have time uh, after we talk about this, uh, after we talk about this, what, uh, four-game slate, I want to talk about something I've been killing you on text about, right? And my conspiracy with some of these touts. And I want to talk about Awesome-O. Have you checked out this site at all? I have not. I have not. The The problem is I like it a lot. But I think he's sus. I don't think but he's as sus I know as you, you think don't. he is. I know you don't. So we're, that's why you're going to talk me off the ledge. And uh, we'll get there. We had He and I had some interaction on Twitter. And we'll, we'll get there. Let's get to this slate. You guys first, had okay? interaction. He liked a tweet that you sent. We had interaction, guys. <laughs> well, I got to tell great. you. <laughs> I, I got to tell it. you about it, though. Because the dude didn't understand what I was going for or just doesn't care. He's just straight up laughing in our faces about it. I mean, it. dude's a multimillionaire. And he the, the tweet that you sent, he could have easily taken as... Like you also played that guy, so everything Listen, was good. Just stop! Don't wait. We'll get there. All right, we'll all get right. there. Let's save that for the end, unless this uh, goes crazy long. But it shouldn't. Only four games this week. It is uh, thick of the playoffs. Now the wild card games are done. Thick of the playoffs. Thick of run it back season for the Chiefs. Find us on Dumpster sports on Twitter and you can join our listener league. We want to recap. We did one on Saturday and one on Sunday and coming up big in the Saturday tournament, top three, myself, shark daddy and way up at the top uh, by, I don't know, damn near 20 points. JK NKC with the big win on Sunday, despite two snowflakes. Yeah, Let's talk. I mean these these short slates. You don't have to have the perfect lineup. That that's for sure. You just gotta hit the right guys. So Zach Pascal hit for you. Uh, that was a pretty good one. I'm pretty uh, sure I mentioned that man on the podcast. And little foreshadowing here. Uh, we play who we tout. I'm just saying. We do right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, l- listen, I'll set a lineup on Wednesday when we record. And run that damn thing all the way till Sunday. That's probably um, not a great idea, but <laughs> Heinz, did you talk about Heinz? Because I thought that was an interesting play, obviously, with Jonathan Taylor. Why Heinz? Um, Heinz was a play that I, I played Heinz solely because I was thinking that the Colts would get down in that game and uh, he would be the quick dump off out of the backfield guy. And he was just so cheap. And he was going to be the lowest owned of those. Uh, lower guys last week so then we go to sunday and you got second good job sunday was in just a nasty day uh steve and i neither one of us hit 100 i had derrick henry i had claypool i had michael thomas i had david montgomery i had the browns defense which was the best defense and Tannehill, henry Gus Edwards combined for less than 20, I think. I mean, dude, David Montgomery with 31 running yards? How is that possible? Yeah, man. Uh, that, that, that Bears game was an ugly game for sure. Um, I mean, I know the Saints defense is good, but that good? 
Yeah, I mean, we saw the Saints defense just shut down the Chiefs run game. Not that the Chiefs are ever trying to run, but they play those two high safeties and basically say, try and dink and dunk us down the field. And Trubisky's not that guy. I mean, oh, oh, Sunday just was crazy for me. because I I thought I was going to go two for two. Yeah. And then this Sean Diddy dude just stacked the crap out of the freaking late game and just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he had Connor, Juju, he had Austin Hooper, he had Claypool, he had the Steelers, he had Chubb, (laughs) I mean, he had uh, Lamar, naked, he had Allen Robinson. He had two people that weren't from the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, and he just smashed us. He got that dub. All right. Beat me it by is, 40, and I was second place. That's rough. <laughs> it is easy money, man, when um, f- half of the field didn't break 100. So uh, we'll put the Listener League link out there on Dumpster Sports. We'll put it in the show notes. You can always find that at dumpsterfiresports.com. All right, let's go ahead. Let's start talking about should we go game by game or even team by team in these games? Um, I think we could do either way. Okay. Uh, you hit me with what you want. and Okay, we'll let's, let's do this. Let's talk about uh, the Rams Green Bay, and this will give us an opportunity if we go game by game to talk a little bit more about game script and what we think might happen. Green Bay is a seven-point favorite. Um, you know, obviously, you got to look at Devontae Adams. He's 8,600. Um, he's going to be highly owned but you also have to imagine he's got um you know the highest or second highest ceiling on the slate as far as uh, wide receivers go um what do you think about this game i'm thinking crazy right now because of that pittsburgh game that this maybe gets out of hand and the rams are trying to come back although the rams defense you know i'm a big fan of um, the Rams defense is in action. Uh, where are we at on this game and specifically these two quarterbacks? I mean, I think I think Green Bay wins this game. Uh, I think the Rams are probably trailing most of this game. Uh, I, I don't know that I like either quarterback in this game, though. Um, Aaron Rodgers is up there with those top three guys that we know can go for 30, 40 any week. And Aaron Rodgers can sometimes do that, but... His best player or his best receiver is going to be covered by Jalen Ramsey. They have another good corner or two. Um, so I, I don't know that I'm going to go the Aaron Rodgers route this week um, just because he's he's so expensive. 6.9K just seems too expensive for Aaron Rodgers when I can get Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, or Patrick Mahomes for five to a thousand more, um, 500 to a thousand more. Like, those guys just have a ceiling that I don't think Aaron Rodgers has this week. Well, and this game is the lowest total on the slate, right? Um, and with LA's defense, Aaron Rodgers doesn't take a lot of sacks. I think LA's defense is good, but um, I think Green Bay will overwhelm them because of the weapons. And LA's bring back is not in a great spot. I mean, right? Are we have we're gonna have golf and his broken thumb? Yeah, I don't, I don't like goof. 
I'm I'm not playing goof this week, next week, the week after that. If he, as long as these Rams are in in the playoffs, I am not playing Jared Goff or anything. Right. Um, I yeah, mean, what about, I, I just don't okay. think the dude's good. All right. Well, then let's look at running backs. Uh, obviously, Cam Akers, pretty good value last week. People still seem to like him. He's under uh, 6K. You got to think if LA, uh, LA's defense keeps him in it, that he has to be fairly appealing, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if nobody's heard, but Green Bay's run defense is not great. And uh, if Cam Akers is going to continue to get the amount of touches that he's been getting the last few uh, times out when he was healthy, uh, I'm all in on Cam Akers. He's a great value play this week, 5.7K. Um, I mean, the last four games, he's gotten 21, 29, 15, and 21 carries. And uh, three of the last four, he had at least three targets. Uh, I mean, the guy's in a great spot to go off if they can keep it, if they can stay in it and obviously play well enough that they need to continue running the ball. Now he's projected to be the highest owned quarterback or running back on the slate. Does that bother you or you're not as concerned uh, because of the short slate? Everybody's going to be highly owned. Yeah. I mean, these short slates, all, all the good players or all the people that are in decent spots are going to be fairly high owned. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, obviously we're going to need to get different somewhere, but I don't think it needs to be in a value running back. Okay. We're going to talk to, I want to talk about ownership and leverage. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So I'm going to need a lesson and we'll do that at the end of the slate. Um, wide receivers. Now, if you look at the whole slate, you have three guys over seven K you could even put Michael Thomas at 67 in that top four tier. Um, Devontae Adams is 86. Uh, what do you think about these wide receivers? Uh, obviously, look, I think you got Devontae Adams and then you got everybody else split and who knows how many targets. And then on the other side, you have Cup and Woods, maybe Josh Reynolds. W- wide receivers in this game. Uh, man, I mean, the way... The way Jared Goff is looking lately, I don't know that I want to pull the trigger on either of these or any of the three of these uh, Rams receivers. Um, I mean, they'll probably be a little lower owned than quite a few people this week, but that that obviously comes with some risk. Um, Jared Goff did not look good last week. Was throwing ducks everywhere. Um, mm. On this Green Bay team, uh, I, I don't hate going Devontae Adams. He's just expensive. He's going to be a little tough to fit in there. Um, but we've done it before when he was 9K and above. So uh, I don't see why we can't fit him this week. Now, if you really like Green Bay in this game, right, and you think maybe it gets out of hand, what do you think happens there? Do you think it's just Devontae Adams with four touchdowns or do you see him going out early and then Alan Lazard or – you know, Aaron Jones getting a bunch of play, A.J. Dillon, if it gets yeah. out of hand, if that's the story you're telling yourself? I think if you if you think this game gets out of hand, then most likely Devontae Adams has had a good game. He's either got a touchdown, maybe two, um, and then if it's out of hand by halftime, I think Aaron Jones is going to run the clock out. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Green Bay is going to mess around too much with Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon. 
Uh, I think Jamal Williams will still get his fair share of touches, but I, I think a- Aaron Jones will be the main guy. And then they'll just hammer him if the game's out of hand. Yeah. Um, which is weird because L.A. has a good defense. So, all right, not a lot of appeal in this game. Uh, we can talk tight ends, Tanyan, Higby. Um, they're both Tanyan at 42, Higby at three. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to throw a dart, you can throw a dart at one of those guys. Um, I think I think they're both fine plays, but they're both guys that if they score you a touchdown, great. They just hit value. If they don't score a touchdown, then you're probably chasing somebody that got a touchdown at a tight end or somebody that played Travis Kelsey. Um, so basically, that game's kind of blah and not a huge list of standout plays there maybe cam Akers just because he's cheap let's yeah, go to the next if game. i'm going anything there i'm going like a one-off from each side at most probably I, I don't think that i'll have a quarterback from either side and i don't think i'll be stacking that game more than one from each side at the most maybe we can get Devonte adams let's see how much value there is in the rest of these games baltimore and buffalo this is supposed to be a pretty good game this should be interesting uh, obviously two very good quarterbacks here they're priced about the same their ceilings and their projected floors points ownership all about the same um the thing about this is lamar jackson obviously i think you could run by himself right yeah i mean the rushing upside that lamar jackson has is just insane and you you could definitely run him by himself one second one second what happened what are you doing you're just gonna throw the ipad down the stairs can you can you read this for me uh three doors need to be unlocked i've heard i can't read that it's too small glass bridge and stay upstairs shut the door for me but she said that she can't read it well it's too small then Ask mom. Shut the door. Sorry. Sorry. You're good. Uh, What was I saying? Oh, a Lakehead. Okay. So, yes, the running upside with Lamar. What about the running upside with Josh Allen? Yeah, I mean, the the rushing upside with Josh Allen is definitely there. Um, Not to the same extent. Yeah, not to the extent of what Lamar's running out here. I mean, Lamar's had over 100 yards rushing or like within 10 yards of it the last, what, three, four weeks. I mean guys on just an insane clip of running the last few weeks and <clears throat> if he runs for 100 that's 13 points that most of the other quarterbacks on the slate are not getting you and that's before mm. he throws the ball so obviously we can't expect 13 out of that out of him running but the fact that it's a possibility is pretty insane pretty low total for them um, but a close game should be an interesting one let's look at running backs it looks like um it's going to be a little easier to pick up a uh, running back from Buffalo now that Zach Moss is out, right? So Devin Singletary, who has not been a workhorse all season, uh, maybe the lone back, maybe TJ Eldon comes in and plays. I don't know how many touches he has. Justice Hill, maybe. Uh, Yeldon was seven, one game in October, uh, three back in September. Justice Hill, uh, he's on the Ravens. Oh, yeah, he's for the Ravens. There (laughs) it is. There it is. Taiwan Jones, Uh, not a single carry this season. So Devin Singletary has to have some sort of appeal at 4,500. 
Yeah, I, I think Devin Singletary has quite a bit of appeal at 4,500 this week. Um, I mean, the thing that I will say is I don't know that Devin Singletary is going to get those inside the five carries. That might just be a Josh Allen takes a snap and tries to run it in um, kind of a thing, which obviously hurts Singletary and his upside. But it looks like it's going to be Singletary's backfield, um, which so, doesn't mean a ton with the way that they play. But last week they threw to the running back seven times and they had 10 rushing attempts, I believe. So if we're going to get 15 plus touches or opportunities from Singletary at 4.5 K, I don't hate that this week at all. Right. You do make a good point about those short inside the five, inside the 10 runs. To me, that actually says more about Josh Allen's oppor- Josh Allen's opportunities. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, if they do get inside the five, Josh Allen could easily run one in and that's free six points. Right. Uh, other running backs we have to look at on the other side. J.K. Dobbins had a great week, 28 points, 13 rush attempts. He had two rushing touchdowns, which was pretty impressive. But even before that, fairly consistent in the teens, 13, 15, 13, 13, and 18. To me, that says the guy can hit three times value and it wouldn't be outlandish to think. He has two touchdowns and then a touchdown before that in one, two, three, four, five games in a row. Um, he's at six K you like him or you like Gus bus. I, I never like, I don't, I don't like the bus. The bus can sit on the sidelines for me. Uh, I mean, Gus Edwards, he's going to touch down vulture his way into something. Um, I mean, last but he week he really isn't Joe. He really isn't. He hasn't had a touchdown in the last three games. He had two against Cleveland. Didn't have one against Dallas. Um, had one against Pittsburgh. Went two weeks without. I mean, he's got considering his price. He does have a ton of touchdowns, but okay. I so think. the only way that the only way that Gus Edwards gets there is if he vultures a touchdown or two. Um, I mean, last week he only had eight carries for 38 yards. Right. So he had 3.8 yard, er, 3.8 points last week, and that's not getting you anywhere near the top of the leaderboard. Right, right. And even if he does get there on two touchdowns, it's because they were inside 10 yards. So his run total is 16, maybe, like you said, 30 and a touchdown. Okay, so we're definitely excluding Gus Edwards. That's good. Uh, Dobbins seems okay. Wide receivers in this game, obviously you have Stephon Diggs. I don't know if it's his rap career that I just found out about, but I'm loving Cole. I love Cole Beasley these <laughs> days. I love Cole Beasley these days, man. And he gets targets. He's he to me. He's an Edelman style uh, back, and obviously John Why, Brown. He's a did, small white guy. <laughs> in part, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, John Brown came back and had a day, four targets, four catches, 72 yards. Um, I think you're looking at the wrong stats over there. Am I? I think you got week 17 pulled up. Jesus. This is Cole why Beasley it's a dumpster had, fire. <laughs> Cole Beasley had seven targets, caught all seven passes last week, 57 yards, no touchdowns though. So we only got to 12.7. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think John Brown bageled us last week. See, that's what I was thinking. 
That's what you're I was, over here praising the man. Listen, what am I doing wrong? Let me look at he these did, stats again. He did have four targets last week. Just caught zero of them. Okay. So I'm on, I'm on DraftKings because I don't think Roto Grinders has week 18 well, for some reason. Well, that's why I'm an idiot because they don't. Why wouldn't they have them updated? Isn't it like Thursday? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, this is on Roto Grinders. Let's pull it up. All right. So, okay. Buffalo wide receivers. You don't love Cole Beasley? What did he do last week? Let's look no, at I, the actual I, stats. 12 I points. I think Beasley's all right. Um, he had 12.7 last week. That's, that's a fine score. But, I mean, for his price, it's not it's not like a world-beating score or anything. He definitely needs to get in the end zone to pay off his value, most likely. Do you think John Brown bounces back and his ownership is deflated because of last week? I think his ownership's definitely deflated. I don't know if he bounces back. He's he's one of those guys that's more boom bust. Um, he's the guy that everybody thought Tyreek Hill was a few years ago, where he's either going to catch a deep ball and get in the end zone, or he's not. And the weeks that he does, he's going to blow up. But the weeks that he doesn't, it's not looking good. Okay, would you rather have Gabriel Davis? Four grand. He doesn't get a ton of targets, but look, five targets. Uh, let's see, he didn't do great there. Five five targets, two catches, 21 points. Four targets, four catches, 85 yards for 12 points. I mean, if you think this game's going to shoot out a little bit, you have to, you have to like more than digs, right? Yeah, I mean, if I, I think if you think this game shoots out, then you want quite a few pieces from this game. I'm just not. I feel like we can get value somewhere else on the slate that I'm not really trying to go look for a four target guy to blow up this week. OK, uh, I got you there. What about Marquise Brown? He's 52. Um, he's solid. Yeah, he's been he's been great the last like five or six weeks, I think. I think he has a touchdown in each of the last four or five games. Okay, so he didn't ha- he didn't have a touchdown last week. The weeks before that, he had two one zero one one one. So, what seven of his last or five of his last seven, he's had right. at least a touchdown. And um, I mean, and the two that he didn't have a touchdown in, he had ninety eight yards and one hundred nine yards. Right, twenty two points without a touchdown. He and again, I go back to this is my thing. If wide receivers are getting rushing attempts. They want this guy to have the ball. He had two rush attempts last week for 20 yards. Um, you have to like that. I don't know. I'm starting to like Marquise Brown. Yeah, I definitely don't mind Marquise Brown this week at 5.2K. Uh, not bad. Anybody you really like? Uh, Diggs, obviously, is just a man among boys. And here's the thing. With the Buffalo backfield being a bit of a mess, you got to think they're even going to throw no matter how much they're up. Yeah, I mean, they, they could get up huge in this game and just keep trying to put it on Baltimore because, I mean, we haven't seen Baltimore come back often. I think last week was the first week that Lamar Jackson's ever come back from 10 or more. But, I mean, they have the firepower to do it. So I, I don't think Buffalo is going to sleep on this team. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's keep cooking along the big one for our hometown boys. Run it back season Kansas City against probably the second worst team on the slate in the Browns. I, I tell you, man, I was shocked at what they did to the uh, Steelers last week. Now, I know the Steelers haven't been great, but with the coaching staff all with the Rona, 
I don't know if they zoomed in or what happened, man, but uh, Cleveland looked a little scary. Yeah, I mean, as soon as that, as soon as that uh, initial um, hike, whatever, I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, 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 went over Ben's that. head. Yep. It was uh, it was the Super Bowl that uh, Peyton Manning, I think, was in all over again. And I, I just didn't think that Steelers were coming back from that. But, yeah, I mean, the Browns look great last week. There's, you can't say anything bad about how they played last week. Here's the thing. I got to consider Baker Mayfield one of the top. <sighs> all right. He's got to be Easy. in the top half of quarterbacks to play this week, especially based on his price. He's one of the cheaper quarterbacks. Um, Goff is below him, um, but he's 5,300, the highest total by far uh, on the slate this week. Um, Kansas City, a 10-point favorite, so you got to think Cleveland's playing a bunch of catch-up. Like you always say, uh, you don't care about interceptions and Kansas City's defense, not great. And Cleveland doesn't mind throwing to their running backs. Kansas City, not great against running backs. Um, how do you feel about this game? Uh, where are you at? I mean, call me a homer, but I, I think I'm probably going to be playing mostly Patrick Mahomes this week as my mm. quarterback. Um, he's probably going to be super chalky, but... I just don't see this Cleveland, bad Cleveland secondary slowing down or stopping Patrick Mahomes at any point. So I'm probably going to go heavy on Patrick Mahomes. Um, with me thinking that Patrick Mahomes is going to go off in this game, I'll probably have some Jarvis Landry for the bring back. Yeah. Uh, because he's way too cheap at 5.6K against another secondary that, like you said, not great uh, in this chief secondary. Uh, Jarvis Landry is obviously their number one guy. So I'm all in for Jar- Jarvis Landry this week, especially if you think like I do that the chiefs are going to come out and kind of try and boat race them. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Uh, it might lead to a Kareem hunt game also in a revenge yeah. game for him. Okay. So I like the Kareem hunt narrative. I will say that. Um, I'm almost considering, uh, let me say this. I think Kansas city is, is in a similar situation with Buffalo where I can see them continuing to throw the ball throughout this game because of Clyde. I think maybe they he's coming off of injury, we think, and I think that no reason to overrun him, right? Um, might as well save him for an- another game. So I can see them coming out and throwing a bunch, and I can see Cleveland maybe trying to keep it close by throwing the ball a ton. Um, Jarvis on the bring back, where are we at on the Kansas City side? Um, I think I'm probably going to mostly go Patrick and Travis as my main stack. Um, Travis is obviously the most expensive tight end this week, and it's not really close. Uh, He's almost three grand more than Mark Andrews, Mm. who could also blow up and have a good game. But I, I just Travis gives you that upside at tight end that no no other tight end on this slate can drop a thirty bomb or at least it's very unlikely that happens. Travis Kelsey could come out and drop thirty in two and a half quarters, and I don't know many people that would be surprised by that. Right, sure. Um, okay, 
obviously Travis gets a ton of points. Any of the Kansas City uh, lower-priced receivers? Um, I, I think Sammy Watkins might be out this week. He's He's been injured. Um, I think he might not have practiced so far this week. So if he's out, I, I don't mind going to Marcus Robinson or Michael Hardman. Um, but other than those two, I probably am not going to try and go like Pringle or anybody like that. Yeah, Hardman's pretty cheap at 3900 Yeah, him and Demarcus Robinson, 39 and 43 are both. If, but, if Sammy Watkins is out, I, I like where they're sitting. All right. Uh, I just have a tough time. I just have a tough time playing those guys. You want to talk about iffy, iffy at best. <laughs> you want to um, hear something iffy. Yeah. You were talking about Clyde Edwards. If he If he is healthy this week, I might throw him in my lineup just because of what Damian Williams did last year. Damian Williams, his, his, the games that he had the most usage in last year were all playoff games. So up until the playoffs last year, Damian Williams wasn't doing much. And then he came out and was the Super Bowl MVP that wasn't, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if they say Clyde's healthy, I, I might be throwing Clyde in there. Interesting. Interesting. Um, all right. Then let's go to Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Uh, this actually should be a good game, man. Um, two legendary Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Um, you know, the thing is, I give Tom Brady the edge, I think, in this game. I think he's got more weapons overall. I think Tampa Bay has a pretty damn good defense. Obviously, so do the Saints. Where are you at on this game? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Tam- Tampa definitely has the better weapons. I think Tampa and Tom Brady have... Um, I-, I don't think Tampa Tom is quite as dusty as Drew Brees is. Uh, I think Drew Brees is a 10 to 15 yard guy, and that's all he's got. He doesn't have a deep ball anymore. I think Tom Brady can at least still get it down the field to the guys like Godwin, Antonio Brown, stuff like that. So um, I think I like the Tampa Bay side a little more than I like the New Orleans side this week. Now, what about a cheap play with uh, Leonard Fournette? Rojo will be out this week, correct? I don't know. He's questionable. Um, obviously, he he got hurt right before the game last week. Or did he? Um yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if Ronald Jones is out and we know that he's out, I, I don't hate the Fournette play. Um, but in order to make that Fournette play, you kind of have to bank on that. And if Ronald Jones is then in, you're, you're yeah. SOL unless you saved an extra 300 bucks to get up to Ronald Jones. <laughs> Which may be not a bad play because it is the last game on the slate. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of those guys will definitely be low-owned if if we don't have any news until right before that game. Okay. A lot of wide receivers that we can talk about in this game. Um, Tampa Bay has just been a problem for me all season. Evans stepping up lately. Godwin always plays well. Antonio Brown has been doing really well. Emmanuel Sanders on some level cheaper than he should be at 13 targets uh, against Carolina. I got to pull it up over here and see what he did since uh, Roto Grinders won't update their stats. Um, three targets 
is all last week for 2.3, which was not ideal. Where are you going on wide receivers in this game? You know, uh, I think I'm going to fade Mike Evans this week completely. Um, and then I, I think I like the top two guys in Tampa Bay, and I love Mike Thomas, and I will definitely have him in my lineup. Interesting. Definitely having Mike Thomas. Yeah. He's Mike still Thomas, under 7K. Mike Thomas is coming preloaded into every lineup that I make this week, no matter what. Why? Uh, because I don't, I don't think the Tampa Bay secondary is anything to be afraid of. Uh, Mike Thomas is clearly the number one receiver on that team. Uh, Drew Brees showed that he still likes Mike Thomas last week. Got seven targets. I can live with seven targets for Mike Thomas. Seven for seventy-three and a touchdown. He's most likely going to get in the end zone. Um, this is going to be a higher scoring game than last week's twenty-one to nine game against Chicago, where they didn't have to try for the last quarter and a half probably i mean that chicago <laughs> team just doesn't have firepower like the Tampa bay team does so i i think saints are trailing i think they're going to be throwing a lot which means i think michael thomas is going to get 10 plus targets and 6.7 k is not even close to enough for me to even think about not playing him this week all right so as i initially put a lineup together again uh, i'll put it in the listener league dumpster sports on twitter for that link or in the show notes okay this is a little tough to put together right now here's where i am mahomes cam Akers, kareem hunt the revenge game uh marquise brown michael thomas travis kelsey clyde and the rams Still got a wide receiver slot open, but I only have $3,700. So uh, we got to find some value in here if we're not going to come off uh, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. I mean, if we th- look, man, let's put Baker in there just because now all of a sudden I have 6400 for a wide receiver. And you have Clyde and Travis in there. Now, if it's the Tyreek Hill show, you know, your snowballs, <laughs> right? But Or if it's the Nick Chubb show. Or if it's the Nick the other Chubb side. show. Yeah, yeah. And Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb did get more targets last week than Kareem did. So take that if for that's what it's not worth. Finding me any value. I know. So, like, where are you looking at for super cheap? I mean, I mean, I don't. I let me put, say that you know I hate to do this, but yeah. it might be a double tight end week. So then, who you put? But you taking out Acres or Hunt for Clyde? I I don't know that I'm taking out anybody for Clyde. Uh, That's if what I I'm if I play Clyde, it'll probably be in place of acres just because it's a pretty straight swap there um but like i said i think clyde is a if he's fully healthy and we get that news then he's a he's a play that i'm not going to hate making it's not it's not a guy that i'm gonna force into my lineups by any means um but I, i don't hate that play because of last year's usage with the rest of our with Damian Williams. Sure. <sighs> okay. How about this now? How about this? You don't like Evans. You like Godwin. 
I, I prefer Godwin and Antonio Brown over Evans this week because Evans is most likely going to be shadowed by Lattimore, and Lattimore has had his number the last few seasons. Okay, what about this lineup? Here we go. Tom Brady with Antonio Brown. Um, the bring back there is obviously Michael Thomas. We have Clyde and Kelsey uh, for the Chiefs. We have Kareem Hunt come back for the revenge game along with Jarvis Landry because that game is going to be a shootout. We have Mark Andrews for our double tight end week, and we have the Rams defense. Yeah, I like that. We could get up to the Ravens against Buffalo, but I just don't think – I think (sighs) – I know he doesn't get sacked a lot, but I think that the Rams could maybe get to Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is flinging around enough that maybe they get a pick or a, a fumble or something. Um, I know Green Bay's obviously is going to score a ton of points, but the Rams do put a ton of pressure on quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, that, that Rams front seven is pretty good with Aaron Donald and – I can't remember who's coming off the Quinn coming off the other end. I think. Um, yeah, they definitely pressure the quarterback. They got good secondary p- pieces. Um, they, they could cause some major problems out there. Now I could take Clyde out and get Cam Akers in there. What's your uh, What's your lineup projecting at over there, Brady? Oh, let's see. I haven't put it in. I didn't put it in. I should have put it in the uh, the optimal what? Uh, rookie. I know. Well, I was doing it in DraftKings because I could see what was going on there. Okay, let's see. Kareem Hunt. Like, uh, you don't – I like the revenge narrative. I know people don't like narratives. How do you feel about the revenge narrative? Kareem Hunt out there with it publicly. I mean, narratives are fine and all, but it's not going to be the reason I play or don't play somebody on a given week. You know, to me, what this lineup is missing is Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I mean, if you think Stephon Diggs is going off, then throw him in there because I mean, he's he's one of those guys that can go for twenty five, thirty any given week. I mean, right? so can so can all these guys that are six, seven, and above. I mean, Michael Thomas, Steph Diggs, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams could all get there this week. Um, okay, let's go. Uh, D- this obviously this uh, lineup isn't going to project really well. I don't think the lineup I got. Hang on, hang on. I'm almost in there. Hang on, hang on. Pretty good. Is it? Pretty, pretty good. Okay, I'm going to save this so that I can also see projected ownership so that we can move right into talking projected ownership. All right, what's yours? I want to look at my projected ownership. What's yours project at? Uh, Mine projects at 148.42. Okay, what kind of ownership? 234.8. Mine projects at 142.37. Oh, that's with cute. 197. That's that is nice though. So let's start talking about that. I want to talk about leverage, especially in a four-game slate. It's probably going to be easier or harder to find because there's just not that many options and not that many places to go. Um, so how many points are you willing to give up for dropping? total percentage ownership um i i think it's it differs by slate um these shorter slates i'm i'm willing to give up a few more points uh to drop some percentage but on the big slates 
like the the full week slates i'm not trying to drop more than like four or five points for tens and 20 30 percent like we should be able to find somebody that projects fairly similarly while still gaining the leverage that we want off of certain players that it's not hurting the overall projection too much so but on these short slates you're gonna have to give up points because the the best projected players are the best projected players and there's not much you can do about it those guys are going to be highly owned because there's only four games to go to right okay tell me what you were uh, projected at again uh 148.42 and two so, thir- 238% ownership six points or 234 ownership six points but 35% less ownership yeah i, I don't have a problem with that cuz so especially on a on a slate like this where there's four games the the four games that are going are going to be i mean the players that we have in these lineups are going to be fairly close to the optimals um just because the pricing is not super tight this week there's a lot of people that it should be priced higher than they are like michael thomas should be priced higher than he is Devontae adams has been priced higher than that all year tyreek's been priced higher than that all year steph diggs has been priced higher than that all year i mean they just got so soft with the pricing this week that so many people are going to be on or around the same build so all, everybody's projected ownership is just going to be through the roof this week but when you say through the roof you mean like over 175 something like that oh yeah well over well over that yeah. Okay. Um, I'm tr- list uh, list yours again. List what? What did you my, list your lineup? Let me hear it. I did not. Um, so I have Patrick Mahomes. I have Devin Singletary, Cam Akers, um, and then I have uh, Chris Godwin. I got Jarvis Landry for my uh, Chiefs stack bring back. Uh, Michael Thomas for the Chris Godwin bring back. Tyler Higby. Travis Kelsey is my stack partner and the Rams defense. Okay, not bad. Not bad. I'm having, uh, I got to tell you, I'm having a tough time putting one together that I really like more than the other one. Uh, Here, how about this one? I'm going to project this out and it's not going to be anywhere close to where we want it to be. See, that's a thing, man. Okay. I got 142. And ownership percentage is uh, two fourteen. So, okay, so, so your let's ownership talk went about up that. and your points didn't. So, yeah. uh, in that case, you want to play the lower ownership. Yeah, yeah, that not ideal, not ideal. Okay, so there's our takes on the slate. I want to talk to you about leverage and trying to find it and trying to understand it. Um, so I signed up for the awesome deal where it's like 21 bucks. I think it was 20 bucks for 21 days. And I'm starting to like their site a lot more. They have a pretty cool boom or bust tool. Um, and they have some cool tools. It's not quite as nice as Roto Grinders. I don't think it's as functional as Roto Grinders just yet, but it's pretty nice. Um, and it's nice to be able to compare the projections. So if you were trying to put together a lineup and you're looking for leverage, at this point I'm in lineup HQ on Roto Grinders. How are you doing it? 
right? Can you, so let's say I go by flex and then go by ownership or that's how I've been doing it. Right. And then I start going, all right, um, let's look at the lower ownership guys with higher ceilings or higher projected point values. Right. Uh, like Rashad Higgins, 10% owned, um, projected for 11 points. He's the first guy under 20% owned projected. Here's Cooper Cup, 13% owned, 13 projected points. How are you trying so, to gain leverage this weekend? So there's there's a few ways to gain leverage. You can So right now, according to Roto Grinders, Cam Akers is the highest um, highest owned player on the slate. So to in in for, or a way to get leverage off of Cam Akers, you can either say the Rams running game isn't going to do it this week. So instead of, instead of taking Cam Akers, I'm going to take the Rams passing attack and you go find Robert Woods, who's 15% less, or you go find Cooper Cup, who's even less than that. He's, he's all the way down at 13.6 compared to the 37%. So that's one way of gaining leverage. That's that's direct leverage. You take the super high-owned guy and you take the exact opposite from that same team. So you're saying, I think Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are going to have a good game, which means Cam Akers, who is going to be super high-owned, will not have a good game because they'll be passing in a bunch of touchdowns, right? The other way that you can do it is, again, we'll take Cam Akers as an example. He's a 5.7K running back, so we can go look at the other running backs and we can take a guy that is in his same price range that might be projected just slightly worse, but is much less owned. So on these four-game slates, it's tough um, because Clyde Edwards, we don't even know if he's going to be healthy this week, and he's only... 7% less owned than Cam Akers, which just seems ridiculous. But on on a bigger slate, you can find a guy that is a few hundred dollars more, a few hundred dollars less that projects decently the same, and one is just dramatically less owned. So that's the, I'm going to lose a point or half a point, or I'm going to lose a couple decimals in my point per dollar, but I'm going to gain so much in ownership percentage from switching from cam Akers to jk dobbins which jk doesn't he's not projecting for what we'd like him to but he has the ownership that we'd like at that just under nine percent so let's look at the wide receivers then you could say michael thomas projected to be the second most owned at 30 percent He's projected for 23 points now the next closest to him is mike evans 10% owned, which is significant, but projected for six less points. Is that worth it? I mean, that, that seems like a lot of points to me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of points. Um, but, you, I mean, you're also, you're also spending not quite as much in that case. Well, um, the other th place you could go, though, look at there's Michael Thomas at 67, projected for 23. Chris Godwin, 600 less. They are pretty close. I mean, 
I don't know, six points less projected. Yeah, I mean, Mike Thomas is is the guy this week that, like I said, I'm going to lock him into all my lineup, so he's not a good guy for me to try and gain leverage off of. Um, like, say you think Steph Diggs at 7.3K is on I mean, he's, he's a decent play, right? Uh, sure. He's going to be almost 25% owned. Compare him to Chris Godwin, who's 600, oh no, uh, 1,200 less, projects for three less points, and is less owned by 8%. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the perfect play for to gain leverage. You're going to get a lesser owned guy at a higher point per dollar. I mean, if, if you're taking in to account the ownership and you're going this deep with it, there's no reason to take a guy that projects better point per dollar wise if he's going to be I mean there's no reason not to take that guy if he's going to be less owned and projects better point per dollar so So, I I think Chris Godwin is a better play than Steph Diggs this week according to the conversation we're having right now that said I, I like Steph Diggs more this week solely because he's the alpha receiver on his team he doesn't have two other guys but According to these numbers right now, Chris Godwin would be the better player than Steph Diggs. So when you start, look, it's obviously a lot easier on a full Sunday game slate. Yeah. Right? And that's the problem we're having. When we're doing it in basketball, how are you doing it? So in basketball, um, sometimes you just want to, and I do this in NFL also, sometimes you just want to run the optimal on whatever site you're using. And then you see that it has a bunch of super highly owned guys. And then that's when you go down the list of ownership percentage. You see a guy like Steph Diggs is in there. And that's when you would go down and you would see, oh, hey, Steph Diggs is in here. Well, Chris Godwin projects almost the same and is much less owned. So let's swap those two out. And then that forces you to swap another guy. And then you're off that optimal build and you're not just super chalky throughout. Right. You switch out one or two guys. I guess it depends on how chalky yeah, it depends on, well, looking. It, it also depends on how how much money you're saving from that guy that's in the optimal to dropping down a little bit. But that's that's kind of where that's gets kind of iffy, and it depends on the slate and depends on the guys and the price and all that good stuff. Right, right. Okay, here's um, ugh. I was going to say, here comes one more lineup, Joe, and then I want to get into my conspiracy real quick. Uh, Hang on. How much can I afford here? I think, I don't know, man. I think the first lineup we put together might be the one. Run it, man. I might run it, actually. Um, Yeah, I got to 139 projected total, uh, projected ownership is uh 149 that's not bad that's interesting that's interesting i mean that's that's definitely a low ownership percentage for such a short slate um but i think the optimal right now that roto grinders spin out is like 150 so you're losing what 10 plus points which isn't ideal, but on this short slate, I mean, it's not, that's not the end of the world to lose that many points for dropping your ownership percentage in like half, probably. 
let's see. Do, do, do. Yeah, so for some reason, I can't get that to save. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my saved lineups. All right, there it is. Uh, interesting. All right, so real quick, like I said, um, we've been playing a lot of NBA, and it's a tough nut to crack. Is it a nut to crack or is it an egg to crack? Who cracks nuts besides I mean, children walnuts, um, right? when they're not self-aware of how tall they are? <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I am struggling with NBA, and a lot of it is because I don't follow it, but I struggle with NFL, and I follow it pretty closely, so I don't think that's exactly it. Um, I uh, jumped on the trial for Osimo's site, and so I've been watching their videos, which I like, um, and then I've been using the Roto Grinders results database and which that's a free tool. Anybody can use it. You don't have to have a Roto Grinders subscription. Oh, Just OK. Throw it out there. OK. I like it. I like it um, because I've been trying to go back and set up my lineups and then, like you said, reverse engineer them to figure out what I'm doing wrong now. I got all fired up a couple days ago because I yeah, had. You did. <laughs> Listen, man, <laughs> I was seriously going um, a little conspiracy on this because I had watched Osimo's stuff and he suggested some plays and I ran with those plays. And then I go back and look at the results database and he did not play those plays. Now, do you remember like three years ago, there was a NBA tout here in Kansas City that dropped off the scene when he got busted for giving plays that he didn't use and was intentionally giving plays that he was playing against. Do you remember that? I do not remember that, but it doesn't surprise me, honestly. Now, the argument against it, let's start out there. Why would you do this, right? Uh, the argument against it is they're probably making good money off these sites, Right. I got to think, because what's it cost to jump on uh, Awesomeo? Right. I mean, what are the rates on this thing? Um, let me see how much. Like I said, I was using the I'm using the trial version. How much does it cost? And you can get the 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 cruncher. OK, here we go. Start membership. Let's see. Serious. Let's say I'm a serious fantasy player. Okay, a thousand dollars a year. <laughs> Not <laughs> Nine, that serious, dude. Ninety dollars a month. You can add Fantasy Cruncher for one forty a month. All right. They put out a ton of stuff. They put out a ton of content. Um, what do you think their user base is? Any idea? Any idea? I, I have no clue. Um, I mean, I'm sure they have just a ton of people coming just to try and try and be the next awesome. But L listen, if they have a thousand users paying that uh, platinum monthly with the fantasy cruncher, they're making 1.68 million a year. Now, the interesting thing is that's dwarfed by what he's making playing daily, right? But if they have significantly larger user base, then that goes up quite a bit. Um, I mean, I agree with, you, with what you're saying here, but you got to think it's not like it's awesome. Oh, and 
one of the dude working out of their basement here. I mean, no. I'm sure they got a pretty big staff over there that they got to feed the kids. Yes. Yes. It is a, I, I got to think it's, it's a, a pretty impressive staff at this point. Let's go back and look at a video. What are they streaming? What kind of streaming numbers are they doing? Uh, they did the NFL DFS picks wildcard strategy six days ago, sitting on 9,000 views. What does all this matter? My thing is, <sighs> you got to think the site is worth enough to them to not risk it. Because I can't be the only person going, are these guys giving out bad plays on purpose? Or here's the thing, Joe, they don't have to give out all good plays, but let's say they give out two or they tweak the projections on two and then go against those plays. I got to figure that adds up on the bankroll pretty significantly. Do you agree or not? I mean, I'm going to tell you what I told you the other day. I, I think if you if you have any even slight thought that this is happening on any of these sites, then you need to not listen to those sites because, I, I mean, if you think that that's happening, clearly then you're worried about it for one reason or another. Maybe they touted the guy and they didn't end up playing that guy like Osimo the other night. Um, but that doesn't mean that that wasn't a good play when that advice was given. Um, I believe the the play that he said he would have none of and would have some of and all that good stuff was given like six or eight hours before the slate, right? Yes. Okay, so I, I think NBA, is, especially this year, is probably the most fluid DFS sport. And you have to be at your computer, at your phone, like you have to have your stuff up and ready to make a swap at any and all times right before the slate locks and then throughout the night when starting lineups drop. So when when Osimo got the information that the guy that he said, I why are we talking about this guy? Well, that guy ended up starting and he was min price or almost min price. And people that actually that play basketball quite a bit or play NBA DFS. A lot of people say minutes equal money. So if you can get a guy that's min price and he's going to be playing 30 minutes that day, that night, 25 minutes, he should be able to easily eclipse the value that you need him to. So that guy's almost just a lock it, set it, forget it candidate. And so when information like that comes out right before the slate, I think it changes some of the things that these touts have said hours before. Like they obviously didn't have that information until five minutes before and they can't go back on a video and say, hey, guys, I know I said this earlier, but this guy's a really good play now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So there's two things at work here, right? One is pure jealousy and frustration that this dude is out there just balling out, winning, just printing money, and I can't cash in a 50-50. So some of it is just anger and jealousy, right? The other thing is my mistrust for corporations. Now you said, oh, okay, it's not two dudes in a basement, but it's not a mega corporation, right? This isn't the company that was doling out pain pills that they shouldn't have been, right? I'm not saying that, but there's somewhere in between. 
and you can, and I know gamblers, right? As far as hobbies go, gambling is one of the shadier ones out there. Definitely. Right. Right. So, so we're already in this space. So I have these conspiracies welling up in me that I'm trying to fight back against, but here's the thing. If I think he's doing it, why wouldn't I think they're all doing it to some degree? Yeah, I mean, if you don't trust them, then don't trust them. And either, either tell DFS to kick rocks or, <laughs> or well, go do something else. Because, I mean, that, that's the tough part about this. Like, they're, they're putting out projections. Their projections are pretty good on a night-in, night-out basis when you think about what a projection actually is. Like, they're not saying, oh, hey, James Harden's playing tonight. He is going to get exactly 60 points. Sure. They're saying, if James Harden plays this game 100 times, we think the median outcome, which Mr. Statistics knows, that uh, that means the middle outcome is 60 points. So 49 times, he's going to have over that, according to their their thoughts and their projections. 49 times, he's going to be under that. So that 60 is just a, this is the middle outcome that we think could happen with this player on this slate. It's not, it's not the definitive number that so many people try and take it as. Well, sure. So I'm trying 100%. I get that. So I'm trying to figure out though, how this dude is setting his lineups. Okay. So let's go back to his, um, on the 12th, right? He played in the mega eights tournament. It's a $888. He had 22 entries, uh, 150 first 22 uh, entries in $888 yeah. contests. Yep. Yep. How um, rich. yeah, that's dude. 100%. I mean, what is that? Do that math a lot. It, it is a lot, man. 20. And I mean, the crazy thing is uh, that is $19,536, sir. Right. So he's essentially dice rolling and I'm not calling it dice rolling cause it's lucky, but he's essentially putting down my salary for a year um, in this tournament. But let's look at his ownership over these 22. Um, he had 95% of two guys, Tyler hero, Gabe Vincent. He had 90% of, Sabonis, the field had 61, 45, and 39. Uh, JaVale McGee, the field had 40, he had 70. Um, Kelly Olenek, field had 50, he had 50. Um, Let's see who his lease owned guy was, where, okay, the field, he was way under the field on Jokic, on McDermott, he was half the field on Aldridge field had 20, uh, 37 for the field on Curry 13 for him. Um, how do you think he's setting this, these lineups from a ownership? Like what did he see in Tyler hero that he went 95% of his lineups? I mean, Tyler hero and gave gave Vincent are the same play on, on the slate that you're talking about. That was, that was the night that gave Vincent got announced in the starting lineup just beforehand. Um, yeah, that's the night I was all pissed off. That's when I know he sent out a tweet. I watched 
the damn show in the morning and he said, <laughs> why are we talking about Gabe Vincent? And he's like, he doesn't even get play time when they don't have starters. And I'm like, all right. So even if he gets a start, Okay, maybe you bump him up, but you, so he tweets out, imagine fading Gabe Vincent. Yeah, that's weird. Where would a guy get that idea? <laughs> oh yeah, from you, right? So, yeah, so that, and that I know night. things change. Listen, I know things change, but that dramatically from why are we talking uh, about this guy to 95% of $22,000? Yeah, man, because here's the thing. With that night, the Miami Heat, didn't have they didn't have Jimmy Butler they didn't have Bam Adebayo so those are their two highest usage players which means Tyler Hero is about to be the highest usage player on that team which is why Tyler Hero was in ninety five percent Gabe Vincent got got told or we got told that Gabe Vincent was starting five minutes before the game started ten minutes before whatever Gabe Vincent was the lowest price he could be period he was three thousand dollars. The Miami Heat had eight players that were active and were able to play, which is the minimum you can have in the NBA. And the Miami Heat had, I believe, three guards in total, which meant Gabe Vincent was going to get a ton of playing time. So at 3K, there's almost no way that Gabe Vincent could fail you and not get to the 6X that we're looking for in NBA, unless he just got in horrible foul trouble right off the bat. And, I mean... Banking on foul trouble or a blowout in NBA is like saying, oh, that guy's going to get hurt this week in NFL. Like you just you can't bank on stuff like that. So. I I don't have a problem with either of those ownerships by any. OK, means. two. OK, sure. To some degree in retrospect. Yeah, you can. But let's look at the field. How come the field was only 45 percent on Gabe Vincent? Because it got announced five or ten minutes before, and there are there are so many people out there that aren't sitting at their computer ready to make dude, a lineup look, switch. Look, and there are look, so many people that don't use late swap. But look, this is this is in this eight hundred and eighty-eight dollar. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. There's like twenty dudes in this tournament that have 22 entries. I mean, these cats are really just putting it in there like that. And they're like, ah, what are you going to do? I'm not going to late swap with 20. Talk about how rich is that really what's going on? Yeah. I mean, there's there's some people that, that see that come out and then they just say, I think my lineup that I put together earlier is still better than this, or they want to still have late swap potential for later in the day. So you think that play um, compared to the field, he was just that convinced that these guys 95% to Joe would yeah, I mean, not, it's, not at 85%. Some point, <laughs> at some point when you have a stone men price player that you think is about to get 30 plus minutes, uh, I, I'm honestly, I'm surprised he didn't lock him in. Um, that that's the part that's more alarming to me is that he had 95%, not a hundred. <laughs> um, so, but if let's go to last night real quick, and I know I'm droning on because I'm all sorts of weird and I, 
dude, I want to believe. So, but I, what I'm saying is I'm trying to figure out then what he's doing and what I'm not doing. And some of it is this late swap stuff. And obviously he does this for a living. And so he's obviously, you know, uh, paying a lot more attention than I am. I've got kids. It seems like all he does is do DFS, YouTube videos, and at Katie Bell on Twitter. (laughs) It's Um, a good life if you can get it. (laughs) It seems like that's what he's doing. I thought he was in a $12 contest. Uh, Let's see. Was he in the... Oh, I don't want one. I want a bunch of entries. Um, Max entries. What do you think the max entry he did? The fade, the $1,800... Because there he is, because I'm trying to figure out how he's doing these and getting so much different than the field on his ownership, like how he's making these calls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, some of that is just him taking a stand and saying, this guy's going to be 25% owned. Well, I think he goes off and goes well above his value 50% of the time. So I'm going to go way over that 25% ownership or vice versa. So last night, another great play by him. 100%, he locked in um, Alexander Walker, who had 52, and I think he was the men. He was 3,100 and was a lock as soon as we heard the news about his team beforehand. So a hundred percent 91 on Deandre Jordan. Um, the field yeah, DeAndre, is going nowhere close to these numbers. Deandre Jordan was, um, he was in the same place that, um, the, the heat guys were on the night before because half of the bigs off of, um, Brooklyn just got traded. Uh, Deandre Jordan was going to be the starting center. So, That's why he was bullish on him. So let's look at the other end of it. Joe Harris, last night in this field, in this contest, 23% owned by the field. He had 5% of Joe Harris, significantly less than the field. How and why? I I just think that's a – he didn't think Joe Harris was going to do very well last night, and that's what he hung his hat on. He he got a little bit and – in case he went off, so he'd have a lineup or two up there. But, I mean, I played Joe Harris last night in one of my two lineups, and let me tell you, that guy crapped the bed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I'll bet. I'll bet. Okay, so the field played 11% of J.J. Redick. I was one of them. He had 17% J.J. Redick. It's just shocking to me how when the field has 5% of Chris Middleton, he has 16% Chris Middleton. Yeah, I mean, when when you're playing as many lineups as he is a night, you you just got to take stands with certain stuff. Like if like the Harris news and the Middleton news, if if you think Middleton's going to have a good game, Harris is going to not have a good game, then you obviously go well below the field the field's projected ownership on Harris and you go well over on Middleton. Right. Um and obviously that's that's some kind of him trying to gain leverage on the field by doing that. Um, and trying to take advantage of the field's either lack of knowledge on something or their, their just ownership inefficiencies in general. Like, 
I think if if we all knew the exact ownership on certain guys, that would that would push us above or below the field more often too. But the two of us are playing one, two, three lineups a night, so we can't we can't get as many pieces as he can in as many ways that he can. So he's setting up his his uh, lineup HQ or whatever Osimo has, and saying, "Okay, well, Nick." Nikola, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, I can't even say the man's name right now. Yeah. Is like he's on the night slate right now. If I was about to play in three minutes, he's about to be 20% owned or 21% owned. I think that's actually his ownership for the full night. But if I think, if I think he's going to smash this value five times out of 10, then there's no reason for me to not double the field on that ownership. Right. Like it's not, it's not something that you want to like, if he's going to be 20% owned, I don't want to go 23%. Right. Cause that's not really helping me. So you got to double or triple that. Yeah. You want to, you want to dramatically either fade the field or go over the field so that you, if you get that right, you're set up well in more lineups than you're not. And obviously you don't have to like, Andrew Wiggins is 5.6% tonight. So you don't have to go as high on Wiggins. You can go 13, 14, 15% and you're doubling the field. See, okay. I'm just losing because I'm not as smart as him. I don't have access to the numbers. I don't have as much time and I don't have as much money. Yeah. I mean, at some point I'm sure the man goes on losing streaks that we couldn't even fathom, but of course, we're looking right now, and he's hitting decently in certain contests and stuff. Right. So I'm I'm sure if we looked every night for the next three weeks, there would be nights that he just, or possibly weeks at a time, that he just takes a stand on the wrong player, and that completely screws him. I would love to find out those nights. Maybe that would make me feel better. And then <laughs> I would go, why would I pay for your site, dude? You're not even winning. Well, of course you would. Here's the one thing. I will say, at least I'm not bald. You got that going for you. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the dude shaves his head. I'm looking for anything because he seems smart as shit. He's having just a Does great he seem life. smart as shit? Does he, though? Yes. You don't think I he mean, seems smart? I mean, clearly the dude is, like, super smart. Yes. But you listen to that man talk. Well, right. He does not sound smart. Do you think he's an insane weed smoker or do you think he just gives off that vibe? Or do you think you get so rich that all of a sudden you get that Cali laid back, I'm stoned all the time vibe because you're not worried about anything like money or anything? I think my man puts Jay and Silent Bob to shame. You think? That dude. That dude is... You think he smokes that much weed and still can deal with all these numbers pay attention yeah. to the nba he sounds like your freaking favorite dude on youtube he does <laughs> 24 7 dude he yeah does. he sounds like that dude a hundred percent i i don't know man now you're just making me more jealous stop okay Sorry. well I'm sure he you, never uh, gets high he's gonna lose all his money for the next three weeks I, I would love to see some L's from him. I don't know. I wish that, look, there's enough money to go around. We're not even in the same contest, so just let me get some. Fix my NBA, Joe.
Here, what, we'll here, why don't you do this? We'll why don't we do this? After NFL, we'll do a bankroll challenge a la Peter Overzets, and then uh, we'll see if we can't run a thousand up to ten. <laughs> okay, well, think about it, okay? Maybe think. like, uh, what about 10 up to 100? <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Think about it. All, All right. right. All right, Joe. Uh, we went extra long, but we did sneak in some MW or some WA in there. WA? Some NBA in there. Got to finish strong with the dumpster fire at the end. <laughs> Nobody made it this far. Nobody made it this far. I did. I'm here. We are here. And thank you for being here. And thank you for still talking to me, even when I uh, blow you up all day with my anti uh, tout <laughs> conspiracies. Of course. I appreciate I'm here that. For you. All right. Join the Listener League Dumpster Sports on Twitter. It's also in the show notes. Only a couple NFL shows left. Thank you for listening. Uh, Joe, best of luck this week, buddy. Yeah, man. You too. I hope you win this week. (laughs) I think that's a lie. It is, but that's fine. (laughs) 